Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Live. Action. Hello, hello. Welcome back. We are at the 2019 Bassmaster Classic. This is Ike Live. So Ike folks, Live edition. Folks at home, folks at home. I'm Pat <laughs> Renwick. This is Pete Glusick, and we are very, very excited to bring to you for the first time ever on Ike Live. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the meteorite Patrick Walters Bassmaster Elite Series rookie. Yay! Wow. I thought I should be clapping for you guys. Wow. I mean, I'm honored to be here. You couldn't be happier. Hey, 2019 Bassmaster Classic. I'd rather be fishing, yep. but if I'm not fishing, I want to be with you guys. Coming soon. <laughs> yes. Coming soon. Hopefully next so. year. We think so. Sitting fourth, dude, in yep. points right now. I know it's early. We talked oh, yeah. about but. You're doing great. I mean, let's not uh, let's not set that aside. That's a You're heck doing of a amazing. start. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It's uh, and that's the main thing is, you know, oh, just start as fast as you can and then just <laughs> go fishing. It's uh, we're gonna keep the foot on the gas and just see what happens. You came out swinging. Oh, always. There, there's no doubt. Always. Well, how did uh, you, you're here at the elites? I mean, you know, a lot of people that watch, you know, they we were talking about earlier, right? It's hard to be a professional angler. They everybody's got this fantasy of what it is, what it's like. It had to be a monstrous decision for you to make to say, hey, I'm in. I'm, I'm doing the elites. All in. It was a hard decision to make that, you know. But growing up through high school, I, I went to college to plan to fish professionally. It's, no uh, kidding. Yeah. I, it, that was my goal. from Part of your plan. The whole plan. That's why uh, through college I was a business man management major. Mm -hmm. That way if fishing didn't work out, I could always manage myself and my business. And if fishing did work out, I'm managing myself, which is, it is a business. Right. And so straight through college, I was like only worried about fishing. You know, Monday through Thursday I was in the library hitting the books. And Thursday afternoon to Sunday I was on the water somewhere. That's how you do it. And uh, I had about <laughs> a three-year plan. And uh, I wasn't going to do the day job stuff. It's that nine to five. It's, man, I I got to give it to the people who do that because um, I don't have that kind of patience. You don't seem like a clock puncher. No, not at all. So, uh, so after you never have uh, punched the clock? No, I have a little bit during like summer jobs and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. But mostly through fishing, it was uh, that was my route. Gotcha. And um, it's called the Gary Klein method. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it went up. when I graduated from school. I was I was going to fish both divisions of the opens, and I was going to get everything I had that way. Because I feel like if you if you go get a normal job, sometimes it makes it a little bit harder once you. Say if you get a family started or something. In 10 years, you look back and you're, hey, I'm going to try to fish professional. It's a little harder to get that traction. But straight out of school, I was, I mean. The focus was all there. You couldn't tell me One anything. Task. It was, I was going fishing, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to make it as quick as I can. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's it's hard. It's easy to say. It is easy to it's, say. It's, man, the, it's hard to do. It is. It really is. You know, you got to put in a, a lot of work, and you got to fish an awful lot. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that uh, guys tend to put sponsorship ahead of the fishing sometimes and i think it it really can hurt you in your fishing career i think if uh, you worry about fishing and you you treat people the way they should be treated and you have a good family backing and everything and you, you just do what you do everything's going to fall into place the sponsors are going to come don't go out there just shooting for the sponsors you know if you just stay on the the right path and you go fishing everything falls gonna into happen. place. it will it's going to happen. And I see the sponsorship seems to be going pretty good. They're getting there. He's got a few of them. <laughs> they're, they're filling out just a little bit. <laughs> I see Rapala across the front of your jersey. We love to see that. There are boys over there at Rapala. 
I could not be happy to be with those guys. That was a dream come true. I actually had a buddy who got me in contact with them, and uh, starting out they were a little iffy about it, but uh, man, I'm telling you, that is. That's a great company. Great people. Well, except for you got to put up with Dan Quinn. Oh, oh, DQ. <laughs> you know, yeah. Hey, get ready. We're about to give him a hard time next week. He's coming down to Santee Cooper. And yep. uh, I'm telling you, I don't know if I've ever met anybody more scared of snakes than him. So right. I think I'm more scared than Jason Christie. <laughs> oh, I, I imagine. I'm telling you. Uh-oh. He was screaming over the phone when I was telling him about those snakes oh, down there. Oh, <laughs> oh, we'll, to, we'll get DQ running an alligator <laughs> next week. We'll have to get a picture of that. Well, I bet Rapala is happy. There's a lot of DT6s flying around oh, my this gosh. derby, isn't there? This no Bassmaster Classic. Yeah, some some even shallower D, or fours. The DT4s, and, too. And I've even seen some old school Rapalas that they, they don't make the flat sides anymore. Ooh. I've seen them getting chunked. The flat a little wrap? Bit. Uh, I don't know. What, what is that what they called the old it? flat wrap? Is that what that is? I don't know what it was called, but it's not. It's discontinued. It's a coffin bill. Yeah, that's flat the flat side. wrap, bro. Okay. Okay. Money. I see that. DT flat? DT flat. DT flat. DT flat. The seven and the four? Brian the Carpenter, everyone. I think Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brian the Carpenter with our knowledge. Brian. Thank you. With the media. He's got the knowledge. He's dropping it. With us as usual. So Santee's where you're taking DQ. Yep. Man, I love that place. We we fish some derbies there, and the pre-spawn. I mean, you see fish there that are just giant. It's unreal. And t- well, the craziest thing about it is they're northern strain bass. They're not Florida strain. Is that true? Wow. Where to you? Biologists told that. me this. Yeah, they're northern wow. strain, and so it's just that fertile swamp water that grows yeah. them. I mean, that's why we have all the habitat. You know, and actual stripers, landlocked stripers, in every lake that they are that they live in today originated from Santee Cooper. And that, that's why Roland Martin wow. is so fertile, too, because he came from <laughs> the Santee Cooper area. Exactly. Oh, so He's I been believe. drinking the punch. Is he fertile? <laughs> <laughs> well, you should know. I, I it's your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, I guess Roland's fertile, too. But, uh, but I, I, I mean, you see it everywhere around Santee, like the gators are some of the biggest gators oh, yeah. around. You know, it's just, it, it, it's crazy. But here's something interesting that I've heard about Santee. I don't know if it's true. In the springtime, we catch these giant bass, and then in the in the post spawn summertime, woof, they're gone. They're gone. People have a hard time finding them. Well, it really also depends on which lake you're on. But yeah, those fish really do just migrate out. But a lot of times, like in the lower lake, it's clearer water. There's blueback herring there. They're pelagic okay. fish. They get up there and they'll yeah. just start swimming, and you, they're I hard gotcha. to find. But see, a blueback herring doesn't really like tannic water, and that's why in the upper lake it's got a little more dirtier water. They don't eat as much blueback herring. That's why that blueback's more in the lower lake. Yeah. And in the upper lake, which is Marion, yeah. they uh, they chase a little bit different stuff, and you can find them a little bit shallower year-round. They eat more shad and brim right. compared to each yeah. lake's a little different, even though they're two miles away from each other and they're connected. Yep. they're just that different. So are you you're, you're, are you chasing those brim eaters as opposed to the to the movers? One hundred percent. I am a shallow water. <laughs> I am a bank beater full time. I'm gonna be on the bank. You're FBR an FBR all day. Yes, sir. He's a freaking bank beater. <laughs> That's right. And you and you got some cypress trees there at oh, Santee, yeah. and you've got and you've got some monster catfish. Oh yeah, catfish is world renowned. I don't mess with them too By much. By the dam, yeah. right? The ones that eat people. Oh yeah, hundred hundred pounders. <laughs> <laughs> Not giant. ten pounders. Yep. Hundred pounders. Giant mouths hey. like this. Pat, Pat's. Yes. I, it's confusing. Hi. I talk. Which one? Hey, Pat. It's confusing talking it's to you Pat. guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the three P's. Yes, yeah, it is. The, I've I've boated Lake Erie. In you know, 30 mile an hour winds, 10 foot swells, 12 foot swells. I've I've been through the nastiest, longest water runs. There is no place more treacherous to navigate than coming out of that diversion canal, 
staring at like a south or east oh, wind. Oh, south wind. It stacks it. It stacks that water. It stacks 10-footers. Easily. At that wow. diversion it's canal. Bad. And they're this close together. Oh, yeah. And it, it's it's treacherous it to is. navigate. It, Worst place in the country. You wouldn't even think that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really been wouldn't. There. It's uh, I tell you the truth. There's a lot of people in the state of South Carolina that are kind of scared of Santee Cooper just from navigational issues. Yep. It's uh, like if you get a northwest wind on that upper lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, the upper lake will be just horrible. It's almost impossible to cross at times because it's all standing timber. All standing timber. And so you, all you have channels. to do is just you have to run a, a boat channel, Lanes. and then you can't even stay in that lane. Unless you're Tommy way. Biffle, he just goes right where hey, straight lines. I, I have, you know? I have three <laughs> rules I live by running a boat. If you can't see it, you can't hit it. If you trim up and you go fast enough, hopefully you bounce off and have good insurance. The third one is a must if you believe by the first two. <laughs> good insurance. That covers it right that, there. That, that's scary for me, man. I, I tell you, Biffle was famous, uh, and BTZ's not listening, so I can tell this story, but we on the upper Chesapeake, we got rocks coming out of the Susquehanna. You can never navigate them. And, uh, there, I mean, you got to have a jet boat. Even then, you're hitting. Oh, but yeah. with that flood that we had, Biffle ran right smack to the dam. Right through it. Right through the rocks. Whoa. Right through it, man. Gosh. He was ready to win that tournament in that, in that heavy mud. That sounds Biffley. Yeah. It, it does. It, it yeah, Biffley. You know. Brian didn't hear that, so he, he missed out on a big tidbit. But <laughs> you guys got it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Documented forever. <laughs> right, right here. But, but, hey, man, you're so you're... He's the meteorite. He, he, the meteorite. He is the... Me- he is the... You're rising. making it happen. He is the meteorite. Sorry. Hashtag... Meteorite. That's the hashtag. Here, That's the hashtag. <laughs> here, here you go. You're off on the elite. Your, your first derby's coming along. You're, you're nervous? You, nope. You're nervous? You can't be nervous. We're just going fishing. It's, yeah. uh, I'm always competing against the fish and not the people. You know, it's yeah. uh, Every day is just a great day. It's No matter if you're at a club tournament or not, it's just when you look at doing this for a living, it's what can you do to catch them even more. It's just putting time on the water, taking care of everybody, making sure all the sponsors are happy, yeah. just keeping it real. Well, you're certainly doing that, but come on. You start out at the Classic, and your fish disappear like it did for half of these guys? That's got to be. <laughs> that's got to be nerve-wracking. Yeah. To tell you the truth, it's that, it's that scattered practice. You know, if you hadn't fished on the body of water in three days. Yeah. In the, see, wintertime, it doesn't matter. Those fish are going to still be there yeah. in the winter yeah. holes. Springtime when the fish are moving, if they're not in that hole where you found them, you go better on. head to the bank. You better go. You better head to the bank. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen that a time or two myself. Oh, I believe it. So, but then you fish too. You're doing so good, right? You fish dr- dramatically different bodies of water. You know, you're at Santee or um, down in Florida, or and then you move to Lake Lanier, uh, which is super deep, clear spots. Uh, I mean, that's that's quite a testament to be sitting where you're sitting in the standings after the, dealing with those two bodies. The of hardest water. part about that, was, to tell you the truth, was changing all your rod and reels. Was changing a lot because <laughs> I, w- I, went to, I went to St. John's and uh, we made it to Sunday, thank goodness. And uh, I didn't get to to Lanier on Monday. It's a six-hour drive until 2 a.m. Monday morning. So I got about three hours of sleep and then I got up, started practice, and all I had was 17-pound fluoro, 20-pound fluoro, and 65-pound braid. <laughs> and so I go to air. Those spotted bass don't like that too much. They're shifted up a bit. So I uh, fished for about a half a day and actually I took Monday off and just re-rigged all my rods that way i would have my mind right because tell you the truth i have a hard time if my rods and reels aren't like put together and I don't, not everything's there i don't mm. fish like i want to because i'm always uh, thinking, about, thinking what, about it what if i had that tied on and then i'm I, it might not even work but i yeah. want to have it tied on right and then that way i hit it hard tuesday and wednesday but uh i knew roughly what i wanted to do there all herring lakes in general because i fish murray a good bit and uh early in the year they're always on a crankbait 
Always. Yeah. There's always those shallow fish. Sure. And yeah. uh, I went out there and did a bunch of pre-practice, and I found a bunch of brush piles just in case. You know, I don't try to leave any stone unturned in mm-hmm. practice, always. You know, I don't want to get beat doing something like, well, I didn't even look at that. So I went and checked some brush, and I realized the fish weren't really on there like I needed them to be. For me to fish out deep, i got to be catching 20-plus fish a day. It just that way my confidence is there. Sure. Yeah. But I can go shallow, and if I can only catch three a day, I'm going to yeah. take my chance at shallow. Yeah, all day. all right. Yeah. Well, how deep were your brush? Were you fishing that super deep 50, 60 well, foot I, stuff? Well, I found the stuff probably from, like, say, 50 to 30 feet, and I looked at it, but it was just it was too deep, and they weren't loaded in it. Like yeah. I thought, there would be, like, one fish or something. I'd want to see multiple fish in there. And uh, the shallow bite was just, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be, so that's what I decided to do was just grind it out shallow. Well, it worked out for you. It did. It was a good tournament. I actually, I had, I had some fish. Execution was actually pretty poor. I actually felt like a, a rookie in that tournament. <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Execution was a little poor, but uh, it was a good tournament. Well, you got, you're coming to your home state next. I know. Win, uh, Hartwell first, and then Winya. I'm, I'm excited about both of them. Yep. I think it's going to be a good time. You got a lot of experience on those waters. Uh, a good bit. You fished a yeah. little bit of Hartwell, haven't you? I have fished a Hartwell, and I have fished a little <laughs> bit of Winya, so <laughs> equally happily, happy about both of them. They got some bluebacks at at, uh, at Hartwell. Yeah, but the good thing is uh, springtime of the year. I think we're going to be I think on they're the going to be shallow. I think we're going to be looking at them. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, Pete, one thing we didn't touch on, and I want to I want to take note of it that that Pat is a perfect example of someone becoming a professional bass fisherman after going through the college ranks college fishing he talked yep. about his studies and his courses but you were a pretty badass college bass fisherman on the derbs Thank but i, I mean it. let you know tell, tell us about it. you got some w's under your belt bro you and a guy who's that guy uh gettis brennan oh gettis brennan brunan 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 no. <laughs> oh gettis brennan oh gettis brennan that's Brennan-in. how you say it okay, but, uh, i uh, i fished with a couple of buddies actually i fished with josh Rennebaum, i fished with hampton anderson and tyler all were a couple of my college partners but uh, without college fishing i don't feel like i'd be at this far along in my career, you know, just teaching your versatility, getting you all the context in the industry. That's the biggest thing is you, you learn the format. You learn the layout. You're not coming into everything blind. You, you learn how to practice for these fisheries. You learn kind of how to do it. And then catching fish in those tournaments helps out a little bit. Yeah, a little well. bit. Get your name out there. A little bit. Well, that, that's amazing. It's, you're one of many, it seems. Uh, we got one staring at us right there. Come through the college ranks. He's constipated in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> you, that? you see that? We that's, caught him at an off time. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Lee on a poster up there. You guys probably can't see that right now. But uh, yeah, I can't tell whether he's mad, he's serious looking at us, or he's. That look- was after two cups of coffee. I'll yeah. definitely I think he's like, did you really send that check, Pete? That, I don't think that's the look. That, that I'm still been, waiting on my money. Yeah. That could be the look right there. <laughs> Checks in the mail, brother. <laughs> but. If, He's a college guy, right? He's got two classics, man. He's probably going to be threatening for a third. So that college program is really developing, um, getting guys. I mean, it's cultivating guys like you it out is. on tour. We're seeing them do better and better all the time. Well, I mean, when you're able to go get an education and you're able to fish almost full-time at the same time, I mean, you, we were fishing 12-plus tournaments a year. So it just teaches you how to travel, how to plan. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting your education, you're staying in school, it's it, it, it makes you well-rounded. Yeah. It, it, it sands. <laughs> yeah. It sands those edges off. What school did you go to? University of South Carolina. How was the fishing program there? Did they was it a scholarship kind no, of no, program? No, no, no. was. We were all on our own. We actually okay. had no funding from the from the university. Okay. We were just a club considered, and uh, everything came out of our own pockets. Okay. Yeah, He's every, a gamecock. It, 
Gamecock. Gamecock. Go right. Cox. Yeah. yeah, go Cox. That's him right there. <laughs> hey, a lot of the schools now do have scholarships, and that's it, got. It, it's, it's amazing to see. It's unreal. It's how much they have blown boats up. and they everything. They really do. It's um, I really didn't know that there was high school fishing until I got to college. And then when you get to college, you see like, hey man, all these other schools, man, they're they're helping these kids out, and it's yeah. a it's a great thing where they're able to help these kids out, and yeah. where kids might not have this opportunity where hey, they do have the boats they can let them borrow. You know, they have coaches, sure. and it, it helps them. Further along. If you, what year do you guys? You, you probably know the answer to this too, Pete. But what year do you think that this whole college fishing phenomenon kind of? What, where, where was the origin of it? What? When Man, what gosh. Do you think? You know, well, I think it started uh, with me. I kept a trolling motor. <laughs> And a battery charger underneath my cot in my dorm. <laughs> and if, when I got when I got twenty dollars, I would go. Were you a Gamecock too? <laughs> no, I was a I was a Scarlet Knight. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when I got twenty bucks, I'd go rent the John boat down the street. That was my uh, that was my college nice. program. A lot of us did it that way. Sure. But I, I don't know when it really got started. It had to be two thousand, right? It was definitely two thousand. It was definitely two thousand. Okay. That's awesome, and it's come it's come a long way, and it keeps coming. We got high school programs are developing, and uh, of course the college programs keep getting bigger and bigger. And, and a lot of schools, like what what I'm seeing is the the peripheral schools. Like you went to a big school, um, I did too. But a lot of the schools that don't have football teams, that don't have big money makers that's, with basketball teams, are developing these these fishing teams. It seems they're investing money in the they kids. Are. Well, they realized just how big this the sport is in the industry itself, and they realized how it's growing. And if you don't have a football team where that's what's making your money for the university, mm-hmm. look how much attention the bass fishing's drawing. Sure, look where it's you get, can go. And it's we get, got the attention. I mean, in bass fishing, you think about it, like the football team, you know, they get their exposure when they're having a game and when they're doing – but fishing is all the time, man. The, the social media is exploding. You're Sponsorship out. uses the kids. There's tons of exposure for the universities by getting involved with fishing, and they're recruiting a ton of kids oh, they are. as a result of the fishing program. What it got me? <laughs> Dude, Mike, uh, I was going to say, if they uh, had this when we were in college, oh, hey, man. You, you guys can it's still awful. go back. <laughs> it's never too late. I can promise you. That's what I always. Can I get in a band again, too? No, I'm telling you, that's what I always told everybody on my team. They're like, yeah, God, I can't make that tournament. I'm going to miss this class. I said, listen. Mm-hmm. You can always make up a class. You can't never make up a tournament. That's a fact. <laughs> I'll take any class seven times, but that one tournament, one time in history. Educational words of wisdom right there. <laughs> you can always take the class twice. Yeah, once, once that tournament's gone, the points are gone, it's Done. over, man. Over. But, but getting through school and fishing, I, I wrestled and, and had a hard time with school, and I decided – Man, I, that's taking too much time away. But fishing takes more time away than anything, <laughs> oh, man. Does. What well, are you doing? Like listening to audio books while you're out there? I or? like. He had it <laughs> pinned out. He was. He had a Monday very, through Thursday very in definitive. the library. I mean, you have yeah. to very hit definitive. it. And uh, tell you the truth, I was fishing so much in a semester. I think it was like my last three semesters. I spent only one weekend at my house in college where we're, where we're living. Only one weekend out of the whole entire semester, I stayed at the house. Every other weekend, I was at home traveling or something, or yeah. at a hotel in the camper. Gone fishing. It was that much. Wow. Nothing beats experience, stuff like that. Well, how how long did it take you to get into the elites? Did you have a couple, any disappointments I along the way? I fished the opens for two years. Two years. Yep. Second year, you're in. Second year. The first year, I was actually still in college, and it was probably a good thing. I finished yep. sixth, tied yep. for sixth by two points. I missed the cut. Yep. And... Uh, that kind of lit the fire a little bit, but it was yeah. a good thing. If I'd have qualified that first year, I probably wouldn't have finished school. I wouldn't right. have graduated, and so uh, it was a, kind of a blessing in disguise. That way, I got to go back to school, finish, get the education, get the yeah. degree, and then the next year. You said you weren't ready too. You told exactly. us you, yeah. you weren't ready, but it was a good thing. Yeah. 
and and then you qualify, and then Dan Quinn from Rapala writes you a check for one hundred fifty thousand to go. <laughs> to go Dan, I'm still elite. waiting on that check, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got it yet. <laughs> Checks in the mail once again. <laughs> But but so you know it's pretty awesome. You're you're a rookie now, and uh, did one of the things that I had tr- trouble. With, I still have trouble with man. I get intimidated. Jeff's busting my chops about getting my knees shaking when I was interviewing <laughs> KVD. Oh, you know I, um, who wouldn't though? Because you know, <laughs> guy's a legend. And, and you know that was big deal for me. I remember when I was rookie. I'm going down the the weed line, and there's Rick Klon, there's Denny Brower, there's all these Kevin. And I'm like, I'm I'm afraid to even get close to him, you know. Uh, did you have, did you feel any of that intimidation? Not or the do intimidation. You still feel it, yeah? I know it's a. I look up to them extremely. They're legends of the sport. You, you got to look up to them. It's a, I highly respect them. They're, I mean, they are just they're they're the upper echelon of guys. But hey, they put their socks on one at a time, just like we do. <laughs> so you Listen, just, I'm after them fish. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, going for them. So you just cut them off and get in the oh, community? Oh, absolutely not. No, I give them the courtesy. If they're sitting on the spot, it's hey. I'm leaving, but, but, uh, but you, you let them know you want to beat them. Oh yeah, you're gonna let them know. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs> well, you certainly are uh, setting a precedent, you know. And uh, you know, we wish a tremendous success as you as you go down the road here. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. You got two man. You got two hometown tournaments. Is there any tournaments that or lakes that you've been to that you're not familiar with that you're well, uh, I'm, do I'm, some work I'm on? excited about the Northern Swing. I've never been to St. Lawrence and Cayuga, and I'm really excited. Oh, but man. I love fishing up north you yeah. know everybody complains about up north but mm-hmm. the, the fisheries up there are just yeah. ungodly it's like the fish are just untapped it, yeah. it's unreal so i'm really looking forward to those who've never been there but the fishing's always good yeah. it's just finding the the key fish and uh, other than that i was actually kind of looking forward to going out west but uh, i'm kind of looking forward to that northern swing yeah well i know a guy that knows cayuga pretty good so you want to nah, talk I appreciate af- it. after this deal? <laughs> He's a dean too. Oh wow! That's <laughs> right. You're not allowed to talk to me, but uh, I remember, um, you know, I on Bash University. I'm not. It's public information. Bash University TV. I, I give pretty at length seminars about how to be successful on that type of water. So. Check I definitely to check out those videos. That's <laughs> and for you know sure. it's only thirty-three cents a day if yeah. you subscribe now to Bass University. That's right. Thirty-three cents a day, Pat Walters. <laughs> I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing the money out <laughs> right now. Sales just, team, Pat Walters. Where do I write the check out to? Bass University. <laughs> just to dunk, this happened. Just right to dunk it off of, of Dan Quinn's check, you'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll send him an invoice. <laughs> That'll be fine. But not that. Well, well, man, I wish you the best of luck. When I get BTC's attention, which he's out, he's out to lunch right now. We're gonna take a break right now, or. We're going to... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have Fletcher... Uh, uh, where's our mystery we, guest? We, he's no show. Okay. Oh, we got to beat him up now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, is there anybody you want to shout out to? Anybody you want to say hi to? Sponsors? Friends? Just family? All families and friends. Everybody for their support. All the sponsors. Rapala, Phantom Outdoors, Falcon Boats, Yamaha Outboards. My girlfriend, definitely. Number one, she's going to be here this afternoon. Awesome. Oh, wait, with, oh, without right, them, then we'll have to have you come back. Yeah, I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> My smoking hot girlfriend right back. <laughs> <laughs> Straight cast episode I will number be back. five. Uh, be where, back. If people want to want to follow your rookie year, or your you know, on social, or your girlfriend, uh, how do they do that? <laughs> Mainly her, but uh, <laughs> Patrick Walters fishing. Weather.com, Facebook, Instagram, all that's Patrick Walters fishing. Awesome. The meteorite. Thanks, guys. He's the meteorite. Man, you're off to a fiery start. Thank Wish you. you continued success, buddy. Thank out you. on trail. Pat. Awesome, Pat. It's always good to see you guys. Pat, thank Bye. you. Pat, Pat, Pete. That Pat. The three P's. Watch out. This is Ike Live, live from the 2019 Bassmaster Classic. We will be back with more in just a few minutes.